0: Episode 174 of the HHH Racing Podcast is brought to you by the Adelphi Racing Club.
1: Adelphi Racing Club, offering a truly personal racing experience. Looking to own thoroughbred racehorses and win at the highest level circuits? We're not just a syndicate, and our members aren't just investors. We are partners. Experience the Adelphi difference. Join the club today.
2: Contact us to get a taste of the Adelphi experience and come hang with us this Saratoga meet.
0: Hello and welcome to episode 174 of the HHH Racing Podcast. We are live. It is Pacific Classic Day at Del Mar. There are three races left. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. Thanks for joining us live as we're going to be talking about, like I said, the late pick three here. Uh, Tonight, as we are live right now, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I hope you had a great day so far. We've got some very exciting races to come. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right hand side of the screen. Also, smash that like button. That'll tell YouTube it's a great show. And hit that notification bell so you know new content will arise. Of course, you can uh, watch us, uh, excuse me, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. And the Race Day blog is alive and well. First uh, pick of the day on the Race Day blog scored today. Hopefully you had Sanctuary City at two at Saratoga. We have about eight minutes to post to the first live race that we are covering this evening, the Delmar Derby. So let me bring on my fantastic uh, co-host from the Saratoga special. Let's bring him on live. Paul Halloran. Paul, how are you doing tonight?
2: Hey, Howard. How are you?
0: How's uh, how's your day been going? Do you have a little out today?
2: Yeah, you know, I was really you know, I, I didn't pull the trigger on the win bet. I he was actually a little lower. I didn't think it'd be that low. And uh I was really trying to get keep me in mind uh you know, one of your uh, re, underneath uh keys. I was really uh trying to get keep me in mind second or third and the pace just wasn't you know, fast enough for him to. I figured he's going to pick up the pieces off a of fast pace, and uh, so, so I had him, but didn't have him. But I did like him a lot, and he really ran well.
0: Well, we're going to talk about the Jockey uh, Gold Club a little bit tonight, in between the races. You want to talk about glacial paces? We can talk about the horrible. But we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll. I'll tell you what. I think we're going to save most of that analysis for the very exciting uh, new news that I want to talk about with our new Tuesday shows which I'll, we'll talk about a little bit. But, Paul, let's talk about what's going on right now. We've got about uh, – I'm assuming you have FanDuel TV up. Uh, or you, that's I do. That's what I'm going to be basing anything off of. We have – it looks like about seven minutes to post to the Del Mar Derby. And, uh, by the way, for those of you that followed our show, of course, we have a little $2 uh, mythical uh, pick-and-pray going with the winning bread boys. And right now, no one's really killing it, but our wonderful podcast has $7.40. <laughs> And the winning Brad Guides have yet to hit the board, but they were close in that last race. They had the two, which hung on uh, for a long time. We have the one in this race, uh, Cabo Spirit. They have the three. I believe the name is War at Sea. Let's go ahead and quickly bring up the PPs, uh, Paul, of the uh, Delmar Derby. It's a grade two. I think it's a pretty wide open race. I'm going to go ahead and bring it up on the screen right now. Who do you like in this race, Paul?
2: Geez, I like the one a lot here, Howard. And I see he's drifted up to seven to one. I think you picked him on the show the other night as I well. I did. Uh, I I'm about to put in a cold pick three with him. Uh, him oh. being my play in this leg.
0: Um, I, I I guess I'm not surprised at his price. Uh, I believe as I'm looking at the board here, we've got when McKinnon. I was taking a lot of money from what I saw before here. Let me see real quick. McKinnon's five to two. Valdikov is nine to five. I got to tell you, Pete. Or excuse me, Paul. Um, he might be the best horse, but nine to five, is, to me, is a big underlay.
2: Yeah, he beats me here, Howard, and we all love Billy Koch too. We wish we wish him no I ill do. will, uh, but uh, you know that was a restricted stakes last time. It was you know a lot of horses got in trouble in the race. Uh, you know he he ran well. riskfully found his way through, but I'm kind of with you. Uh, nine post. Uh, coming out of this shoot, uh, he's uh, – and and at that price, uh, I, I'm against him with you, right with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I also mentioned on the show on Thursday, and we'll have to see, Brady uh, Klotz from Winningrad made a good point that we probably don't know yet. When you look at the PPs here, Paul, I mean, Balnikoff has gone a mile and 316th, mile and 8th in France, although those were sort of smaller listed stakes. But since he's come here, he's been mainly in mile, mile and 16th. He's a little bit of a smaller horse. I'm not sure. It, it's such a fallacy to say, "Well, every euro wants to go long." That's not true. Euros are just like our horses. They some like short, some like long. I'm a bit dubious about the mile and eighth being his best distance. And I think horses like War at Sea, maybe Cabo Spirit, might appreciate. It. That's just my thought, Paul.
2: Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I, uh, I'm, I'm on the same page as you, but. Can I? Can we mention that uh, we were on the wrong South American horse in the last race? How would you you had mentioned the six as a price? I used the six as a C, and I kind of feel stupid not having that eight at all.
0: Well, I uh, listen. I I'm not going to sit here and tell people I've had a great day when I haven't because uh, Olympiad really messed up the works along with uh, a certain jockey that I won't mention who uh, gave one of the worst rides I think in the entire Saratoga meet. And that sort of didn't help my situation either today at Saratoga. That being said, I did use the eight just because I looked at the doubles and he looked like he was live and uh, he ran a nice race. So uh, I'm alive a bunch of stuff. Uh, but but I certainly uh, I need to hit this pick five. I actually played a pick six also um, that I'm alive to. But again, a lot of things can can still go wrong. They just showed a flight line, by the way, walking uh, to the I think out of probably out of the stakes Barn probably into you know another holding um, facility, uh, but he looks like he's good. They've got the Larry O'Brien Trophy uh, yeah. from the NBA Championship the, on, on. The on, cup on, is on the, the way on the, on the FanDuel uh, Studios, which looks uh, pretty cool. But um, let's we'll, we'll talk more about this race. McKinnon's a big player in this race, Paul. I think this is really wide open. This is a very, to me, a trip to kind of race. I don't think really anyone towers over anyone else, which is why I'm a little bit surprised at the nine to five. On Balmikoff.
2: yeah and i think mckinnon is is playable and i think you know his odds are probably more in line with you know what what they should be um here what is he five to two i believe you said
0: uh mckinnon's drifted up to three to one now
2: but they're really hammering now.
0: down to three to two paul This this is Wow. I
2: mean, <laughs> Apparently how uh, how the little red feather people Billy. have gone to the windows. Billy, Billy's firing as we speak right now. Um, I will say
0: because I think it's important to be honest this show, I do have Volnikov in my pick six, um, but I used him I, I played, actually did a little ABC and a caveman, I decided. I did not use him in my caveman um, because I was trying to get some value and he is a B for me in my ABC I'm talking about Balnikoff, So I'd love to get the one or three home. Selfishly for our show, of course. Uh, Let's get this one home, Paul, so we can uh, continue to lead in our contest. Uh, We have a lot of people watching. Thanks for watching. If you're watching the show, please make sure you comment on the top right-hand side of the screen. I'm hoping everyone has their sound up here on their iPad or their PC or whatever they're using and the sound down on the TV. Um, Again, we are about five or six seconds behind as you watch this. So as you're watching this at home, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're seeing us about five seconds behind the actual race. So what that means is as we talk, we're not going to be able to show the race live due to contractual obligations. But as I as we talk through the race, Paul, uh, people at home are all going to you know know what's happened to some extent. Uh, but we're obviously going to uh, react to what we see, which means we don't know. Uh, we've got Matt. Matt Miller is here tonight, <laughs> wants us to bring the big energy Paul wants us to bring the big energy tonight. So I have,
2: geez, I have, Matthew, like I have some skinny pick
0: three, it looks like.
2: Well, I have, I have some skinny pick threes uh, okay. with both flight line and uh, Country Grandma.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's all I'm using in the, in, in the big one, which we have plenty. The of Stanley Cup right is here.
2: in the house, Howard. The Stanley Cup is in the house. Uh, which is, is going, going to make the, the it's going to make the Larry O'Brien trophy look like something <laughs> you get at Walmart on, on sale. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, the, listen,
2: uh, the uh,
0: the Stanley Cup is a pretty damn big trophy and pretty cool to see. Um, I'm using Slowdown Andy defensively, Paul, I decide because I got a feeling this horse is going to show some speed, and this horse is um, out of a square eddy mare, and square eddies take well to the turf, so he's a cow bred, but Slowdown Andy to me for Redham is not impossible. I'm expecting the two to show speed. Any idea how this pace complexion might turn out Paul, as we're well,
2: doing this I would here. say, Howard, my good friend and one of your loyal listeners, Dr. Jeff Mora from South Florida, is all over slow down Andy in this oh. race. And he is one of the most astute horse players I know. So there's good okay. news uh, for you. Uh, I would think this, if you're using slow down Andy. Paul, I you've got to think. Got,
0: they're in the gate here. They're, they're all in the okay. gate here. Sorry. For the Del Mar Derby, grade two. And they're off. Looks like McKinnon took a little bit of a bump. Slowdown Andy is definitely showing uh, some speed here, along with it looks like the four and they're the outside horse as well. Um, but does not look like that fast a pace here. Slowdown Andy is definitely going to have the lead. Uh, the three Ward C is getting an absolutely beautiful trip in the pocket about fourth. Uh, McKinnon's going to be a little bit wide, I would say, Paul, but now he's sort of getting into a comfortable spot. They don't look like they're going that fast. And the 1 and 9 are trailing, Paul. Your thoughts right away.
2: Well, Balnikov is dead, dead last. And now 1 is just in front of him. But uh, I would agree with you. Uh, I haven't seen a fraction yet. But it looks like a pretty tepid pace, the way they're going. 24,
0: 24 and the second quarter is going to be even. This is a slow. I'll tell you what. The one thing I do like about Californians, they usually go. They're not going in this race. You got Spycatcher, 61 second. And Barsabas, 80 to 1. In third, Ward C right now, Paul, is sitting an unbelievable trip in the pocket. He's got every chance to win for the winning bread guys. Uh, the, the back uh, the back markers are picking up a little bit. 48-3, and three, the tempo is definitely quickened. You still got slowed on Andy with two big long shots, second and third. And Ward C again, seeing a great trip. Here come the closers winding up. Cabo Spirit is now winding up, but he's got a lot to do. Balnikov is still sort of in hand. He's going to follow him. Now the race is really happening. You still got slow down Andy.
2: Slow down Warty Andy's going to win.
0: Just tipped out. You've got a, a bomb here that's hanging around. Slow down Andy. War at trying to squeeze through. Here comes ball in the cough. You got an 80 to one, 60 to one shot. Slow down Andy. Not slowing anyone down for Jeff Moore. Is going to win the Del Mar Derby. Paul, I said it before the race. I was worried about this horse. He walked the dog, yeah. one thirteen. Final time of one forty-eight and one. So they came home real quick. Pace makes the race, Paul. We did. We talked about it.
2: Well, we saw it earlier today, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good uh, that's a good pick, Duck. Uh, six to one. Uh, that's a good mutual. Um, I, I I on the fat turn, Howard. I the way the pace was going. Uh, I, I thought that was very unlikely that he wouldn't win and and a bomb, as you said, came second, sixty-eight to one.
0: Uh, did he get second?
2: I think the four ran second, didn't okay. it?
0: Okay. You know, I feel you know what I feel really bad about something, Paul. We didn't really talk about this horse on Tuesday on the Thursday show. I know someone I'm gonna do Matthew Chimura. Shout out to Matthew if you're listening. Someone brought up Slot on Annie, I sort of poo-pooed him, but I looked at it again and I thought this might happen, and he got loose. And the one in Balnikov and Kabo Spirit just had way too much to do. War at C tried to tip out as they're showing the the overhead shot. Ward C um, had room. He just had no explosion. And I'm sorry, who's the name of the four? It's uh let me see if I can Spy get it catcher. Right. Spy Spy catcher, catcher. who actually is coming out of a race that I bet last time. Spy catcher holds on for a second. Oh, clearly holds on for a second. Balnikov uh, no excuse me, War C got third. Balnikoff and McKinnon out of the money. Paul, this is a monster try. If anyone has, does, does uh, Mr. Moore, does he play trifectas?
2: <laughs> no, he, I would think he had a very good flat bet on him and probably didn't okay. have the exacta.
0: Slow down, in. But I he hope he was, wheeled him. He was six to one, Paul. I got a feeling this is played bigger in your pick fives and pick sixes in your horizontals. I know he was six to one morning line, but I think a lot of people probably used McKinnon and or bond the coffin could have maybe even taken a chance and singled here. Um Mario Gutierrez with a great ride. Ward C absolutely no excuses. Spy catcher Brian Curatolo at I'm looking at right now, Paul, sixty-eight to one finishes second. I believe he was coming out of the seven wonders race. Remember that horse ball? Seven wonders yes. 20 one morning. I believe. Let me double check and see yep. if that's true. I think he is coming out of that race. Let me. I remember seeing yeah, that, the PPs. He is. He's coming. Yeah, he he's amazing. He just finished behind Seven Wonders, who's a horse that we talked about on this pod. Um, myself and Dylan Donnelly picked seven wonders at twenty one. morning line, went off at eight to one. So that form holds. You've got uh, six to one over sixty eight to one over I think eight to one, Paul. My goodness.
2: The exactor is paying six hundred and sixty three dollars for two. Whoa.
0: Whoa, that is, that is tasty. And let's see, we got some comments here on the screen. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Dwee Fan, Dwee, thanks for joining the show. If I mispronounce your name, I apologize. Um, He likes Tiz Magician a little bit and Gold Phoenix in the last series. We got plenty of time to uh, talk about that. Uh, Let's see here. Christine, Christine. Uh, never say it's over till it's over. I can't tell how many times it's been tough on the day. Right. Exactly. Well, Christine, I hope you hit that or hit something. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, we're, we're, no, we're definitely going to stay positive here on the show. Um, Paul, what that does, and I don't, just to give updates for people on the horizontals here, you've got an eight to one in the last race who was a mystery horse basically, but obviously he was somewhat well-meant. I mean, he was bad a little bit. This horse is playing bigger than six to one. You had a three to one to start uh, the pick six uh, with um, drawing a bike, Let's see who it is with uh, the th- uh, first time starter. I think National Treasure is the name of the horse ball for back. Yep, Johnny V. That, to that, looks, that yep. looks like a serious horse. By the way, remember that name. And then you got a favorite. This, this pick six is going to be spicy. The dollar pick three. Let me see if we got it, Paul. Dollar pick three. The dollar pick three pays two fifty. So if anyone's alive, yeah. If anyone's alive, that's pick five, Paul. Even with a free square. You're talking yep. what minimum I would say five, six hundred probably. Even and that's with flight line
2: winning. I would agree. I, I definitely agree. Cause yeah, I think yeah. this horse this too is, you know, maybe significantly higher than six to one in the pick five.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh it's gonna be interesting. And so in terms of uh and um uh Pete uh Pete Visco, if you're hearing this, I know uh, a wonderful other co-host Pete couldn't join us tonight or might be joining us sporadically but uh pete or kyle roscoe if either one of you guys are hearing this uh go ahead on twitter and give an update on our contest neither the one nor the three uh was able to get in the money so what that means is we go into the pacific classic uh the winning bread guys have a possible free square and possible points for sure with flight line we have country grammar which you know what paul i'm very happy with if country grammar wins this race uh, it, it's gonna be really hard for the winning bird guys. Who they in the last race? They've got. Oh, uh, uh, well, they've got Gold Phoenix. But I think Gold Phoenix is gonna get bet down. So anyway, it, it might come down to the last race into our uh, contest, Paul.
2: Well, uh, I I agree. We we could uh, let's see what happens here. I I think Country Grandma has a puncher's chance here.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, we've got this. We got plenty of time now in the Pacific Classic, Paul. So. I, all right. By the way, Flightline opens. I think it looks like we have 33 minutes. Uh, Paul, Flightline opened at one to nine. No surprise. That was his mo- actually was one to five. Was his morning favorite. And Country Grammar opens at his morning line of four to one. Um, you got uh, Extra Hope 76, Royal Ship 25, Expressing 22, Stiletto 61. I mean, it's it's pretty much what I uh, what I anticipated there. I don't think there's really any surprises. On the board, Paul. Well, we've got some timer before we get into talking about uh, the Pacific Classic itself and flight line and other things. Let's go back a little bit to uh, Saratoga, if you like, Paul. I got some things queued up, um, and I uh, actually let's do this first. So I want to make an announcement to everyone. We got a lot of people watching. I'm going to bring this up on the screen for everyone. I want to make an announcement. Here at the HHH Racing Podcast, we are going to make a very minor, actually not a schedule change, but an updated schedule. We're very excited about this, Paul. I'm going to let you uh, talk a little bit about this, but what we're going to do is we're going to go every Tuesday and Thursday nights, ladies and gentlemen. So you still should hit that notification bell. Of course, so you know, when new content will popping up, but we are going We are committed to a full uh, two night a week show. Uh, the shows are going to be shorter. We're going to cut them down to about 45 minutes to an hour, which we think works better for the viewers. But every Tuesday and Thursday, you can see on the screen, 8 p.m. Eastern. Now Tuesday, is going to be more focused on recap of the weekend's races that just occurred. We'll bring on some featured guests to talk about their lives and whatnot, people involved in horse racing personalities. We'll have discussions of horse racing topics uh, and news of the day, so to speak. We're also going to have some fun trivia nights. We're going to involve our viewers, Paul. We'll, we'll get into that at a later time. So Tuesday's sort of going to be a, a recap and a fun a mix of different types of shows, mainly hosted by... Uh, not myself. It's mainly going to be hosted by Pete, perhaps yourself, and perhaps Kyle as we work out um, the um, the bugs on that. And then Thursday, we'll, of course, keep our flagship show, which will be previews of the upcoming weekend's races uh, and detailed handicapping with special expert guests. So I'm really excited about that, Paul. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, we're going to be talking about some of the races that happened this weekend. Uh, Paul, we're going to have, as Peter Thomas Sports and in the money, Likes to say let's have a production meeting in the middle of the show. If you were running the show Tuesday night, Paul, what is the first race or, or recap you would talk about? Uh, other than, of course, we don't know the, the last two races at Del Mar, but of the races that have happened, what, what do you think is a big story uh, today?
2: Well, so far I think it's Olympiad, but I think it's flight. It's the Pacific Classic. It's flight line either way, right? Because if he wins, yeah. he's still undefeated <laughs> and on the way. And if he loses, it's a major story. But you know, I, I think the Olympiad comeback story is is pretty significant. And you know, Howard, I was there. You know, everyone was trying to figure out what happened to him last time. And Bill Mott talked about it. And you know, people people want to say you're you're making excuses, but it absolutely could have been the heat that that was an absolutely oppressive day and you do not know how hot the heat index was 102 at Saratoga that day. They cancel at 105. okay. You do not know how and he could have just had a bad day and and you know Mott shows again why he's a Hall of Famer. He gets him back off that race and and beats what I thought was a, a very good field. You're looking at the uh, chart Junior Alvarado a uh, terrific ride, had him, you know, had him right on top of the pace. And uh, it was not a fast pace. He, he made the move at the right time. And, you know, American Revolution ranged up, but they could have gone around three more times and he wasn't going by him.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And I had American Revolution. Paul, I think right from the gate, as, as a fan of American Revolution, I was not happy. And I don't think the number three untreated had any chance to win this race at all. But it sure seemed to me, Paul, this was the main speed of the Pletcher Runners. And I've got to think, we, of course, we haven't heard from Todd yet. We'll, we'll get quotes and whatnot. My guess, Paul, is that Untreated was supposed to go out there. I'm not saying he was going to be a rabbit, but sort of go out there and ensure a fast pace. And you're going to see right here at the break, the number three, Untreated, did not break well. You see right there, it gets a little bit pinched. Didn't really get out. And it was a dawdling pace with Tax and Olympiad sitting exactly where they want to be. American Revolution uh, was in the three path chasing. I'm not sure that's what he wants to do, but really it's hard to say that he had a bad trip. Olympia was just simply better on the day. It's that simple.
2: Yeah, I agree. And it's hard to say, you know, American Revolution is a very good horse. But as as our friend Pete, uh, we were on a text thread earlier, indicate, you know, he does seem to always come up just short. However, you know. He's a New York bred. I'd like to own. I can tell you that. There's a lot of spots. Oh. You there's a lot of spots that you can put that horse. And uh, you know, but uh, today uh, Olympiad was a superior horse. I'm almost a little surprised here, Howard. You know, Danny Gargan was committed that they were going to go to the lead with tax. I'm almost surprised that he didn't even go a little faster because you're not gonna steal the you're not gonna steal the race with Olympiad on your right hip. You know what I mean? If you're going to steal the race, you're going to have to open up a little. Um, You know, and and Tax is another good horse who's not, you know, not the quality of Olympiad. But, uh, yeah, I think once the three missed the break, to your point, Howard, that uh, Olympiad, if you watch the break, Howard, if Junior wanted the lead, he could have had it. I mean, he, he came out sharp. You know, and he just kind of sat on him and, and let the uh, let the one go. He was happy to let the one go. I do want
0: to point out first captain here who was trying to close into a slow pace. And here's keep me in mind. And I'm sure as a fan of keep me in mind, Paul, you were not happy when you saw these fractions. This is just an, yeah, impossible, yeah. an, an absolutely impossible spot. But the point I want to make as we watch the stretch, I think first captain ran a sneaky good race. Now, I'm, I'm a bit, uh, uh, I'll, I'll put both of us back on the screen here. I am a little bit biased because, as you know, I have American Revolution and first captain at big prices in the in the uh, Breeders' Cup classic future bets. But, again, every race you have to look at real carefully. And of the horses coming out of this race, other than the obvious Olympiad, I think you might want to take a real good look at first captain, who closed well despite the uh, slow pace. And I think still has some upside, although he also has some lengths to pick up on the best ones, too.
2: I I agree with you, Hot. I thought he ran pretty good, and you know, his his. I'm trying to get this seven third here, and you know, you know, sometimes when you have the big closer, it's it's not an advantage. You're like, oh, he's only five lengths off, but you know, he's five lengths off a one thirty seven and one mile. So,
1: you know, and and he
2: is going to run late. Yeah, Yeah, he's wide, and he, you know, he's going to he's running late. There was also a jockey change. I don't know that it mattered much, but. Javier yeah. Castellano got hurt earlier in the card. Uh Jose Lascano picked up the mount. And you know, he's yeah. a he's a fine jockey, but you know, he runs a non-threatening fifth, and I needed him to run a threatening third. So uh yeah. Although, you know, the way it worked out, Howard, to be honest with you, I was not looking for Olympiad and American Revolution to run one, two. I was looking for something a little spicier than that.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, all right, we, let's get on to um, our oh, well, last question, and we have a lot of people watching about the Pacific Classic, and um, uh, well, I'll, I'll get to the comments in a minute. Thanks, everyone, for watching the show tonight we're about to go through the field for the Pacific Classic. Last question, where do you put Olympia now in terms of the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic picture, Paul? I mean, he's not going to get that kind of trip if flight line and or life is good goes. So I still no, he's but... up against it, but it was a nice return to form for this horse.
2: Well, I'll tell you, right, as we sit here right now, he is in the mix. So, you know, he is right. Oh, wow. in, cause okay. All you got to do is just get out your PPs and draw a line through that Whitney and then see how he looks.
0: Okay. Interesting. So And how, how you know
2: how he looks if you draw a line through that Whitney, Howard? How's Seven that? Seven in a row and eight out of nine.
0: Okay. Now, listen, he's a very nice horse. You could even still say he's underrated. But anyway, you guys will tell you more on that show. Paul, we got a lot of people want to get into our discussion. Of, whoop, I didn't want to do that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, a lot of people uh, want to get into our discussion, of course, of the Pacific Classic. So let's do it, Paul. Let's get some comments here. We got a lot of comments here uh, on the screen. Derby Bandit, we're going to talk about, uh, and I don't even mind the expletive on there, Derby, because we all feel that way. We're going to talk about that on Tuesday. So make sure you come back Tuesday, Derby Bandit. and we'll, We might even show a little bit of that race Later tonight after the uh, Pacific Classic, uh, let's see. We what what else here we got here? Uh, Post time the Pacific Classic. Aces, 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 aces. Thanks for joining the show. We got about what twenty minutes? I see, Paul. Twenty one minutes, if I can read this correctly. About twenty minutes of Pacific Classic. So it's gonna be approximately uh, yeah, twenty minutes, Mac. About eight eight fifty uh, Eastern. Uh, so let's see here, uh, John. John, thanks for joining the show. So. John Harako, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. And anyone else who's watching our show for the first time, thanks for watching the HHH Racing Podcast. Due to contractual obligations, of course, it's FanDuel. We're not going to show the video live on this channel, but we are going to talk through the race and sort of, you know, uh, give a track announcer, you know, recap as the race is going on. So we are going to talk through the race live, but John, we can't show the video again. I highly recommend everyone. Just have your sound up on your PC or your, your iPad, uh, your your tablet, whatever you're doing to watch the show. Uh, and Thanks for watching. And turn the sound down on FanDuel or whatever else you're watching the actual race on so you can get a feel uh, for both. But that's the answer to that question, uh, John. Let's do this, uh, Paul. Before we get into Pacific Classic, let's take a, a real quick break here on the HHH Racing Podcast. About 90 90-second Uh, commercial break. Let me set up a few things here in order to do that. And then we will jump in to the past performances and detailed analysis of the Pacific Classic. Thanks for joining us,
2: everyone. We will be right back. Welcome back to the HHH Racing Podcast. We are live
0: covering the Pacific Classic. We have approximately 18 minutes to post my wonderful co-host Paul Howard will be back uh, shortly. Let's jump in to the past performances here of the Pacific Classic. Let's run uh, down the field here. Of course this race is a Grade 1. It's for 1 million dollars. They're going to mount a quarter on the dirt. You got extra hope, the one horse who right now is fifty-two to one. Let me go and update the past performances here. Uh, extra hope is there. You see it right now fifty-six to one with a pro. Actually, it looks like fifty to one with approximately uh, twenty-four minutes to post. Or actually, eighteen minutes to post. You've got the number two, Country Grammar. Again, we'll talk about this horse in a minute. He's got a very live shot. Bet all the way down to seven to two now. In this race, I bring Paul Halloran uh, back on the screen. Country Grammar, 7-2, to two, as of right now. Then you've got Royal Ship, the winner of the San Diego. He is currently 17-1. When he fires his best, he's very good. Money, Mike Smith, with a long shot chance. Yeah, the number four, Express Train. One of my personal favorites. You see Express Train right there behind me uh, on the uh, plaque there. He won a big race for me in March. All this horse has done is won three of his last four. He's 15 to one for John sheriff, who seems to come up with big winners on big occasions. There's the monster. You got flight line. Let's go full screen. Flight line is one to five. He cost a million dollars. he's almost earned that back. He's run crazy buyers. He has not won a race by less than six lengths with triple digit buyers. Every single time. The big question for Flightline, can he get two turns? Can he get a mile and a quarter? He has never gone past the mile. Then you have Stiletto Boy for Ed Mojer. Nice horse, underrated. $1.1 with Juan Hernandez in the irons. Is he the horse that's going to put pace pressure on Flightline? Let's talk about Flightline, Paul. This is the main story. I know you have some strong opinions on Flightline. You love the horse. You're not a big fan of the fact that this horse just doesn't run too often.
2: Yeah. And, again, you know, they have the right to run their horse when they want, and he obviously had some physical issues. You know, he he did not run until April of his three-year-old year. Um, hey, look, if, if he runs off the screen today, it's, it's a great story going into the Breeders' Cup. Uh, I'm going to try to beat him, and I've lost before, so it won't bother me at all. Here's the Met Mile, which he ran very well, didn't uh, – he uh, didn't break well, and uh, on the rail, and uh, you can see he broke pretty much yeah. last. But yeah. Pratt, who you know doesn't screw around, just gets him right into the race. You know, didn't put him on the lead, but he got him right back in the race right away. He really oh, is you... elite, by the way.
0: And right here, he gets in a tight spot. We, you, and I were here. Uh, we're we're at the Belmont live, yeah. and I was watching this race right about here. He's got to take back. I mean, he. I wouldn't say it was a troubled trip, but it certainly wasn't a clean trip. My only concern out of this race, if there is one at all, Speaker's Corner just doesn't seem to be the Speaker's Corner's the two here. And a lot of people, including Anthony Stabile and many others, really thought Speaker's Corner had a chance to upset uh, uh, Flightline in this race. Uh, Paul, as you see, Happy is a nice horse. Aloha West is the Breeders' Cup sprint champion. This wasn't a field of bums. Uh, Flightline just absolutely blows by Speaker's Corner. My point simply being Speakers corner came back and Pat O'Brien didn't run very well. Um, so I, I guess you can argue if you're against flight line, they didn't beat much here.
2: Well, I, I would say it's not the strongest Met Mile of all time, but I will also say Speakers corner was really sharp coming into the race. I, I was with Anthony. I liked Speakers corner and he, he had a no issues whatsoever, had a good trip and, just didn't didn't run it, as you say, didn't run the next time either. So he he is really at a little bit of a crossroads because his Pat O'Brien last week was horrific. That this race he just you know he he got outclassed by a very very good horse, but his Pat O'Brien race was horrific. Um, now, now, Paul, however, having I should... said,
0: go oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say. Um... <laughs> You know, they're really betting my country, out who looked tremendous walking in the paddock, by the way, for whatever that's worth. But uh, seven or two is uh, they are really. <laughs> yeah. Well, <there> just <laughs> the, the,
0: Baffert, other... the
2: the Baffitt people are out in force, apparently.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, realistically, I guess there aren't really a lot of other options, I think, is sort of is, is the thought here. Now, Paul, what I want to show, I, I you know, a lot of people a- and have a right to be skeptical. I get it. A skeptical, excuse me. He's never been two turns. He's never been a mile a quarter. This horse is bred to go the distance. We're gonna, I'm going to show the breed in a minute. But, Paul, what I also want to show is the gallop out. A lot of people just stop watching a race. I think that's a big mistake. This horse gallops out, and this is not the first time. I mean, look at this. He's still full of run. I mean, he, you know, uh, Pratt is like petting him. He's got his ears pricked. Paul, you've seen a lot of great horses in your day. You're an excellent handicapper, journalist, etc. Have you seen any indication up to this point on the racetrack, that flight line can't get the distance.
2: Uh, no, no, I haven't. You know, he he's done everything they've asked him to do. They've progressed him, uh, you know, very gradually. You know, six for a, you're looking at it six furlongs twice, uh, and then the Malibu, um, and then uh, you know the mile. You know, I, I think if they had their druthers, Howard, if in going a mile in that last start. I think if they had their druthers they probably would have preferred a two-turn mile but you know yeah. the met mile it's at belmont park and you know you it's 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 a stallion making race and you if you can come and run in it and win it you do
0: here's the dam of flight line feathered now actually you see a little bit of this horse scary enough paul this horse actually has a little bit of turf breeding too so i'm sure he'll never see the grass but he does have some turf breeding Feathered one uh, just missed to, um, in, in 2015, going a mile and a quarter in the American Oaks. Uh, this horse ran in the QE2, mile and eight didn't run very well. But this horse, uh, the dam has certainly been uh, two turns. That has not been an issue. You go a little deeper into the family tree, the Grand Dam, uh, tap your heels. It was really nothing special for Alan Goldberg. But on the dam side here, you see Indian Charlie, and then you see Receipt, who also has some turf but has two turns, uh, who has some storm cat in him. So, Paul, the, the breeding is there. This, this horse is by it. It's just a question, can he get it? Paul, if he gets the distance, let, let's say Flightline doesn't seem to have any distance issues. Is it just to accompli and there's just zero scenario in which Flyline can lose?
2: Today? Today. Yes. Yeah. I would say if if he gets the distance today, he's he's going to be uh, very tough because uh, uh, above all else, how the the track uh, is is playing a little bit speed. It's being very friendly to speed, so that's not going to yeah. hurt him either. So let's
0: talk about who we both believe Paul is the main nemesis here. Country Grammar, uh, Country Grammar uh, for Baffert. I'll go full screen here and Johnny V. This is a pure. 10-for-a-long horse, right, Paul? I mean, it's right up his alley. He's continuing to get better. He's won an incredible almost $11 million, mainly off you know the heels of the Dubai World Cup, which was a $12 million uh, race when he beat Hot Rod Charlie and Chua Wizard. This uh, is not a problem. My, and and if Country Grammar wins, I'll be perfectly happy about that, Paul. I, do, I am alive. Not that anyone cares what I'm alive to, but I'm alive to... Uh, Country Grammar and Flyline in my pick six, and I actually have both of them in my pick five right now, so I actually wouldn't mind if Country Grammar wins, just from a pure uh, betting perspective. Is it possible that Country is getting a little bit too much love here? I mean, I don't really know how strong the Dubai World Cup was, Paul. I mean, he beat Hot Rod Charlie, who, I don't know, I've soured on him. It wasn't, you know, he's won some nice races, but he hasn't faced, you know, the true speed uh, well, actually, face life is good, so I really shouldn't say that. Uh, how good is Country Grammar? I'll just I'll stop. Back. Well,
2: I, I, Howard, I think the I think yes, the odds are lower than would like, but it's a byproduct of what else is there. I am really against Royal. One thing I'm I would really bet on in this race is Country Grammar is going to beat Royal Ship. Uh, you know, Royal. I, I, I think Express Train is a, is a nice horse, but you know, more a Grade Two than a Grade One. You know, Stiletto Boy is is you know way overclassed here as far the as the post, by the way, Paul. Oh, it's it's the post. Post. We got to show it that. now, right? If I'm ever going to show, we got to show it now. Go ahead. <laughs> um, they are on the They are on the track in the post parade, by the yes. way. I want to get a look at Flightline because I did not yep. see him walking into the paddock. I did see Country Grammar who looked ter- terrific. Royal ship, ship looks good on the track. Right now, the
0: post parade, he looks absolutely. I'm sorry, that was Country Grammar. Country Grammar looks great. I'm on my phone right now. I haven't seen or heard. Of course, we, we can't hear what they're saying white line
2: looks said, a but, little warm unless that's his natural color on his neck he's got a little sweat going unless well, no, he's got he's some got, white on got, his neck
0: a lot of people thought that on belmont day paul he's got a scar there i actually okay it out. he does have All a right, scar here. there so people think he's sweating but he's not oh he, that's he, right he uh he ran yeah, into the wall yeah yeah uh one fine. to five
2: one to five and three to one on country grammar. Yeah. And everyone um, else watching, is double digits.
0: Those of you watching live, we really appreciate you watching. We have a lot of people. Please comment in the live chat, right now in the live chat. How are you betting this race? And, and don't throw out crazy. I'm betting a $20,000. I don't care your dollar amounts, people. That's none of my business. But how are you betting this race? Is this a, a cold punching exacta? Are you going to cold punch a try? Are you going to try to beat flight line? Paul, I'm fascinated to see what the... Uh, viewers uh how they're betting this race it's not just a two-horse race paul of course you have extra hope who has very little hope in my opinion you got royal ship royal ship we're going to show the san diego here that he won beating uh country grammar royal ship is the nine we'll just show the end of the race mainly when royal ship is good paul he's really good you see royal Ship circling outside of country grammar who's the eight uh royal ship will probably be a little bit off the pace and might be uh right there with country grammar closing in the lane.
2: Yeah, he, he was the horse on this day. You know, we talked about it on the show the other night. I, I think this race was just very much a prep for Country Grammar. He was coming, it was his first race off he'd been out of the country since probably you know, February first, uh, or maybe even in January, and you know, probably go back sometime early to mid April. So uh, you know, this is uh, this is his first start back, and he's not a mile and a sixteen toss. You can see he is he is running at the end there. So I just think this was the day for Royal Ship to beat him. I like him a lot more than Royal Ship today.
0: Look at the gallop out, Paul. I mean, look at this. Here, here, Royal Ship won, and literally less than a sixteen past the wire. You see, Country Grammar already galloping out. I mean, we talked about this on the show on uh, Tuesday, Paul. This is just an absolutely perfect. Uh, prep that uh, that last race there for Country Grammar. Express Train's a nice horse, Paul. He's won three of his last four. I think Sheriff's done a great job with this horse. I just, he's a little too grindy for me. He would need a lot of things to happen to win this race, in my opinion.
2: I think, uh, I agree, Howard. You, you've gotten your, Express Train does not owe you anything,
0: Howard. No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> he does not. He helped me get my biggest score of all time, so no, John Sheriffs and Victor Espinoza owe me absolutely nothing. Then you have Stiletto Boy. Uh, I know Brady Klotz talked about this on the show Thursday with Dylan Rossi, the Winning Bread guys. Um, is Stiletto Boy the one that's going to put pressure on flight line? Does it even matter, Paul?
2: Uh, well, I think Stiletto Boy has to go. I mean, you know, presuming they're in the race to try to win it. You know, he, he can't right. win the race anyway other than, you know, somehow go going, uh, you know. Um, it could end up being a suicide mission if if Flightline is either just in front of them or you know it yeah. would be better off if Flightline just behind them. But yeah, I, I would think that uh, Stiletto Boy from out, especially from out there, Howard. I th- I would think he's a dead send.
0: Now, Paul, I, I I talked about this on my race day blog. Again, the race day blog. If you're interested, I highly recommend people check out the race day blog. Look below the video player. The race day blog is a Saturday only tip sheet uh, that I sell very inexpensively. It's had a lot of great uh, prices in the race day blog. We've had pick fours, pick fives, et cetera. Highly recommend you check out the race day blog blog below the video player. Paul, I talked about how Country Grammar can win this race. If you are Bob Baffert and you're giving instructions at Johnny Velasquez, how do you beat Flightline? In my opinion, Paul, you have to make a move on the far turn. You have to make Flightline uncomfortable as soon as possible I know it's a tricky thing. You don't want to go too early. You have to turn it into a stamina test, in my opinion. Don't wait until like the stretch. I think you got to take it right to flight line. and just hope that uh, you just can't handle the distance. Is that how you would tell Johnny to ride this race?
2: Yeah, and and and, and even beyond that, how you really you can't lose touch with him. And I don't think Johnny yeah. will. You know, I, you know, we, we talked about that the other day. You know, it just, if you saw him. Uh, he's got two wins on this card, and he, he had another pretty good day yesterday. Um, yeah, JW, that's, there's, no, there's no harm I in passing all, right? the race. Uh, Tom uh, Tom I played play doubles. Tom going
0: 5-2-4, that's an excellent try. That's an excellent trifecta, Tom. I like that. Um, Ralph saying they can't believe they do have show batting. Now, I've not um, – Paul, why don't you take a look at that? Um, you you have the uh, – actually, they're showing the show There is no bat. show batting. There is show batting. There is. There's 126,000. Well, not... I just saw 126,000 show on Flightline. There is a bridge jumper. I've seen bigger bridge jumpers. I'm guessing uh, all this. Naira, is...
2: I will tell you this, Howard. Naira Betts is not taking show betting.
0: Okay. Uh, they, 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 California is. I know. Uh, Twins. Every, everyone else is. It looks like. I just. Uh, let's see here. I just had up on my. Let me get the pools out here. I just saw the pools. Here we go. I'm looking at it right now. As of right now, Paul, you've got 128,000 to show on flight line. The next person, the next person, the next horse is Country Grammar at 32,000. There's 64% of the show pool's flight line. That's not a big bridge jumper. I, I would guess, Paul, completely guessing, someone did maybe 25, 30K uh, to show on flight line. that um, this is not the biggest uh, show uh, you know, mine this is not going to be really a, a, the biggest bridge jumping I've seen, although I would understand it to some extent, although it's something I've ever did. Have you ever? I mean, forget the 20,000. You ever made a, a decent size show bet, Paul, a big favorite just to try to get something back? In your no,
2: I'm, I'm more wrapped to bet everyone else.
0: <laughs> I agree. I go the other way. Right. In fact, right now, I, I should put show bet. Um, <clears throat> Paul, <laughs> excuse me, we've got about three minutes to post, about two minutes to post paul how are you betting this race or are you just going to watch and enjoy
2: i bet uh country grammar in three doubles going into the next race okay and, i and used the the two five and i used our five horse out with our price horse. ah there we go
0: tango 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 matt miller i talked about uh
2: matt of course there the you man, go matt BC, we'll take that
0: the bcbc BC champ of last year and also a good friend of mine we've, we've been talking throughout the day um Let's see. A, a I'd love that. I'd love to see Grammar a 2-9 So Country Grammar Masterpiece is $33. I think he said, believe it or not, uh, He, I don't know if it's still $20. I can look it up. Matt said the um, Flightline Gold Phoenix double is $20 for two. And Gold Phoenix is going to be, what, four to one probably? So, I mean, there's definitely value out there. That's yeah, it's 18 it. such a fantastic Right now it's, it's
2: $18, Howard. Yep.
0: For two, right, though? correct again that's flight 18. line
2: flight line into masterpiece is seven dollars for two
0: okay so that's five to two but you can get what eight to one on flight line into fiend. if I said Paul I'd love an eight to one you'd be all over that so uh, listen that, that you, there's definitely value they are uh, not quite at the gate yet Paul's I'm looking on the screen here uh, final odds or almost final odds as they are walking to the starting gate. Flight line one to five, no surprise. Country Grammar being bet down to three to one, Paul. And Royal Ship and Express Train, I'm a little surprised here, are the same price. Ten to one. So they are taking some money, Paul. I thought actually Royal Ship would be lower than Express Train, uh, but they're not. Um, Last question is they're approaching the gate. um, If you're flight line, do you just go and take it right to them to start? Or you maybe just look to your outside and see what Stiletto Boy does. And if Stiletto Boy wants to go, then Pratt will come to the outside. Uh, what do you think Pratt will do here, Paul? Will he read the break, or would you think they have a special design in their head here?
2: No, I, I think he'll just see what Stiletto Boy does. But, you know, this is a long run to the first turn. So they got to go pretty much the length yeah. of the stretch. So Pratt will uh, Pratt will have every opportunity to put him exactly where he wants to.
0: All right, they are they are uh, about to go into the gate. Again, as you're watching this at home, ladies and gentlemen, there might be a chance there's a few horses already in the gate. As Paul and I are watching this uh, live uh, live for us, Extra Hope just went into the gate. They're all going to be going into the gate. We've been waiting a long time. Very exciting from Del Mar, the 2022 20, Pacific Classic. Can Flightline do it? He is 1-5 to five as they go into the gate. Good luck, everyone, with your wagers. Flight line uh, looks a little bit warm, but it is warm out today. And they're all at the gate, and they're off in the Pacific. Classic flight line looks to get out just fine. They don't look like they're going too fast, Paul. They're all sort of lining up here. No one seems to really want to take the lead and challenge this monster, Paul
2: yep he is uh he is just waltzing right to an easy lead as they go yeah. into the first turn
0: he is now country grammar is in the two path a little bit in between actually extra hope just sent which is good for country Grammar. country grammar is in a very comfortable spot he's on the inside following extra hope paul this is about where i figured country grammar would be flight line looking very comfortable on the outside we don't see fractions express train in the two-path and fourth, right behind him, you've got uh, – see, the Royal Ship is in last. You've got Stiletto Boy, who did not send. I don't see any fractions, Paul. TV is uh, not showing. 46 me. flat. 46
2: wow. flat that's for the half. that's fast, house.
0: and Flightline is pushing the button right now, Paul. He is going right now. Extra Hope is making him work a little bit. You said 46 flat. Right now, it's a two-horse race, really, and Flightline made a bit of an early move, Paul. I'm a, I'm a little surprised, but I actually like this move, Paul.
2: 109-4, and four, just under 110.
0: 109-4. Wow. Here comes Country Grammar now. Getting Is he going to get an inside run? Yes. Country yes. Grammar has zero excuses, Paul. He's coming up well, the inside.
2: But he's except he's eight lengths way. behind Flightline.
0: Well, I understand. <laughs> he's got a long way to go. Uh, Country Grammar is asking, here comes Royal Ship. Looks like he might be going by Country Grammar. Flightline is absolutely on cruise control. Flightline. And Flavian Pratt, he just looked back. There is no competition. He gets the three quarters in 109 four. Flight line, and Flavian Pratt, no one can touch this absolute monster flight line. Wins the Pacific Classic by 15. Wow. Paul Howren, he passed the test. I mean, this horse, I, I, I don't even know what superlatives you can say. He, it was the final time 159 oh my goodness oh, <laughs> 159 and one in hand Paul on a track that you know it is never known to be super fast Paul I know you know uh, you gave uh, you gave Dylan uh, rossi a little bit of crap rightly so in my opinion to be honest about this maybe being you know the best horse ever at least in his lifetime. Paul, he's still got to do it on the biggest stage in the in, in the Breeders' Cup. I've been around 51 years on this earth, Paul. I know you've been around a little bit longer. Um, I'm I'm ready to say I, I'm not saying he's the best horse I've ever seen in my lifetime. He might be the fastest horse in my lifetime as of right now.
2: Well, I'll tell you, as you said, a one-fifth sub two I minutes. When you go sub two minutes for a mile and a quarter, but the track is, you know, the track is certainly. Uh, far from slow. I'm gonna see if I can pick up Andy being coned with Pratt here.
0: Okay, I'll let you do that. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I would stand up, and I don't want to mess up the the uh, system. I, am applauding Flightline. Flightline, you are, you, you young man, are an absolute fucking beast. Flightline is absolutely unbelievable. I have no qualms, Paul. Go ahead, go ahead, and keep listening to the broadcast. Paul, feel free to chime back. Uh, I'm having a
2: hard, you know. It's oh, that's uh, okay. I, I I think I, I think, Ly- think Flavian <laughs> said this horse is pretty good.
0: I think Flayline saying, uh, Paul Halloran, did you question me? Take that, take I, that.
2: I'll match. tell you what though, Howard. You know, <laughs> yeah. Country Grandma ran his eyeballs out just to run second because did he run You second? know, he. I, I,
0: it was hard for me to tell. I'm sorry. Yeah, he
2: had he had okay. to take up the running on the uh, far turn. You know, and he. He uh he held second five two three he
0: did five two three yeah but second by fifteen I mean Paul, oh yeah Paul uh, <laughs> I mean I don't even know what to say I, nothing really surprises me I like that Pratt just took it to him on the far turn this is what speed horses need to do Paul how many times we have <clears throat> how many times we have to freaking say it I mean if you're a speed horse just go even on the turf too right Paul get him off the bridle. Make them chase you. Stop effing around. They're interviewing Costa Gironas right now. Uh, That is practically exactly what these guys should be doing, Paul. I don't understand why jockeys continue to rate good speed horses. That was a clinic, Paul.
2: Yeah, well, uh, you know, again, not that – I would say there's probably a lot of jockeys who could ride this horse, but this guy is just elite. You know, he is elite, elite, elite.
0: Nah, he's just –
2: I mean. And Richard Um, Bigliori says it right about the colony at Saratoga. There may be other jockeys who do certain things better than him, but Richie believes he is the most complete jockey in that room. And right now, that's as good a jockey room as we've seen in many, many years. Let's get some comments
0: here. We have a lot of people chatting. Do not leave the show, anyone. We have a lot of people watching. Do not leave the show. We are still going to cover the last race, which is a win and you're in, as well as this one um, the, uh, Delmar handicap. So please do not go anywhere folks. Uh, despite the win by flight line, let's bring on our, Oh, we just brought him on. There you go. One by himself. How'd I just that brought myself I brought on. on. Uh, Pete, holy I'm only here for, I'm only have five minutes. I like real quick. All right. I don't like to use a lot of profanities, but Holy shit. Pete. Wow.
3: I mean, that, that was all I could say. Luckily my, my, <laughs> Luckily, my we were in the middle of family night movie and my dog had to go to the bathroom. So my wife ran out just at the post. So I got to watch it. And that's, I mean, I don't even understand. I, I'm sure you guys said everything I'm, <clears throat> I'm thinking already. But just to be wide like that and to overtake him. And then I've never seen a horse pull away like that. And since like secretariat, basically.
0: They're showing the replay. When he pulled away on the far turn, Pratt is barely moving his hands. I mean, yeah. The, just the stride and the, the natural speed of this horse is just effing scary, Pete. Just flat out
1: scary.
3: Hey, Paul, we, we sort of joked around with uh, Dylan when he said this. if he wins this race, he might be the – did you guys say that already? He might be yeah. uh, well, one of the best of all time. <laughs> he might be already. Pete, well,
0: I, I, I just said, Pete, and Pete, I know you and I are basically the same age. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to say – I'm not going to say this is the best horse of my lifetime, but in my 51 years, I just turned 51. I think this is the fastest horse in my lifetime. I'm prepared to say that right now.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I, I would probably agree with that. And maybe, I mean, maybe the best, not in terms of lifetime achievement just yet, but in terms of impressiveness in every race and what they've done, I don't know if I've seen one better. So let,
0: let, let's not know what that means, but... we've got, we've got, uh, Thomas holy cow, uh, Dean. Uh, there. Here's a comparison, Paul. A horse that I never saw in person. I'm assuming. Did you see? Did you see slew in person, uh, Paul? I did not. But that's a good. That's a fair comparison, I think, in terms of his speed. I mean, he's that good. Um,
2: you may uh, want to. You bit, may want to bring shade.
0: <laughs> not that Says now. Take now. What do you think of Olympia <laughs> now, Paul?
2: I, may, I was going to say you, you may want to bring Ghost Zapper into that conversation if you're talking about pure yeah. speed going a distance of ground. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, look, this horse is going to be odds-on in the Breeders' Cup Classic. That I think I think that's fair to say now.
3: Hey, I saw well, he Katie, was when I when Katie, I opened I'm, the, I'm, the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just Howard. want to
0: comment. I'm sorry. I just want to comment the bottom, Pete. Katie, this horse, unless this horse has an injury, he's going. He's oh yeah, going. he's going. And this will oh. be his last race ever, I'm sure. That they've already said he's going. They also said he's not going to be racing before the Breeders' Cup, which, known as me, surprised. Duh. By <laughs> Pete, I would figure that Breeders' Cup Classic would be his last race, win or lose. Unfortunately, oh, I, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, right. I would imagine. So,
3: yeah, I mean, yeah. what else? What else would he need? I saw he was when. You, did you guys look at the, the? I don't know if you talked about the Breeders' Cup Classic pool yet, but the. We, did five you talk two? about he that? Like five to two, wasn't it? I saw well, was he? I saw eight to five early oh, this uh, morning and I was like it's, oh, okay. it's
2: open until Monday night, Pete. At six. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I
3: know. That was funny. But I was like eight to five. I was like, that horse is gonna be about one to nine by the time Sunday night comes.
0: Um Kyle just said that was a new track record, guys. Um I'm not aware of that. Actually, Kyle, we're gonna bring speaking of the devil, looks like uh uh Kyle Roscoe, our contribute contributor here. Kyle, give me a thumbs up if you're ready. I see you backstage there, trying to get the. To All right, let's bring on. We're gonna bring on the whole crew here. Let's bring on Kyle Roscoe. Uh, Kyle, new track record, also is that right?
1: I uh, that's what I heard when I was looking on TVG. Just I, I mean, they were talking about comparing him to Candy Ride's time back in the day. That was okay. I had goosebumps. I mean, Kyle, I you're, uh,
0: you're pretty young, by the way. Kyle, in from the uh, the beautiful rolling hills of Platteville, Wisconsin. The former, former training camp
1: home of the Chicago Bears, correct, Kyle? Is that where you are? That's correct. Right. Yeah. All right. In the middle of uh, nowhere.
0: <laughs> Kyle, you know, I don't care what age you are. I don't care if you're 50, you in know, your early 50s, like Pete, if you're in your, you know, early 100s, like Paul, or if you're uh, like, oh, I'm sorry, Paul, my bad. <laughs> early 60s uh, or whatever <laughs> old you are, <laughs> Paul. Uh, Kyle, I, I mean, if this doesn't bring young fans in the game, I don't know what people want. I mean. I know it wasn't like a photo finish. Maybe you have to be a horse racing aficionado to really appreciate that effort. But, Kyle, you are one, and you've been only in the game for, what, you know, maybe seven, eight years, like seriously or whatever. I mean, holy shit. Unbelievable.
1: 159-11.
2: What was his final time, Kyle?
1: It was 159-something. I think he maybe just missed it. I saw
2: 21, Paul. I saw one fifty nine point two one, I think. Yeah. Candy Ride Fun. is
0: 159.11. Okay, I think it's, I think, so, and I, I apologize if I'm wrong, I think I saw 159.21. So, okay, yeah. fine. A tenth, off the track, I mean, he also jogged home track, the last. In hand, in <laughs> yeah, hand, the he, final, he. The he, final 16th, he in hand.
3: Forget the 16th. He might've jogged home that final like quarter. It felt like, I mean, once, once he opened him up, I mean, that was like one of those weird horses that just pulls away and you're laughing going, Oh, this horse is going to fall down. And I can't wait for the closers to come. And he just kept, kept opening up. That was, that was nuts.
0: Kyle. I, you know, I, I want to love the praises of Flavian Pratt. Now, Paul accurately said, I could have probably ridden that horse to victory. I just like when a jockey lets the frickin' speed horses run. I'm so sick of this wrangling back crap. Kyle, on the on the back stretch, I was a little bit surprised he opened up just because he hasn't been this far. But Flavian said, you know what? I'm going to mm-hmm. put you off the bridle. Come and effing catch me. I love that attitude.
1: Yep. Oh, 100%. It's aggressive. And, I mean, I, I think that's also Flavian just knowing kind of – not nothing against, obviously, a horse being in the Pacific Classic is awesome, but kind of noticing who's to his inside – and just, yeah, just let him go and just say, yeah, come get me and good luck with it. Cause, yeah, like I said, that might have been one of the most centering performances. Like I said, I'm, you know, pretty young, but that might have been one of the most centering performances I've ever seen.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, we're not young and it's probably up there. I actually I have to go back yeah. to family movie night, okay. but Pete, I wanted to long pop long in and, and just on. say, wow, yeah. and, and hey, what's up, everybody? I'll see you guys All later.
0: Right, we'll see you Tuesday. Pete you might be hosting Tuesday. So, um, we got a few other comments. Um, Let's, see. Paul. Oh, yeah, Paul is there. Paul, this is a very interesting point by Matt Miller. Would you like to comment on Matt's comment, Paul? He said, again, I realize there are people that are a lot listening on audio. Matt Miller said this may impact the classic picture, might lead some marginal horses to the dirt mile or other races. Thoughts?
2: Well, I, I think the key word there, and, and Matt is is very very astute, but I think the key word there is marginal. You know, because uh, the difference in purse is not marginal. Uh, you know, I mean, Olympiad for you know horses of that. Ilk, I, but I know what he means. If you, you know, we'll see what Life is Good does, Howard. <laughs> it's, it's, you, yeah. know, gonna see, you know, we're going to see if Life is Good wants to. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to have horses tripping over each other to run against him. But you know, it is purse wise, it is it is still. You know, the dirt mile is is you know. Good luck.
0: Uh, this, I'll tell you what. Th- this is going to be a fascinating decision for Life Is Good. L- let's talk about Life Is Good uh, for a little bit here. To me, and this is just my opinion. I've always felt Life Is Good is probably best in a mile, and eighth, But I also think he might be the second or third best mile and a quarter horse in the co- in, in the country, in my opinion. I know Country Grammar beat him in Dubai, Kyle, but that was a very tiring surface. He had the you know he de- the pace was pushed. Let's face it, life is good. It was still early in his four-year-old season. Um, if you're the connections of Life is Good, Paul, uh, do you challenge this monster, or do you try to win the Dirt Mile back to back two years in a row? Which I wouldn't say is a sure thing, but he'd be a pretty heavy favorite, I think, in that race.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I don't know. Huh? I, I think if if he's the only, you know, there's an old adage: you, you never avoid going in a race because of one horse. And if he's the only horse that you think is that much of a standout, you go to the Breeders' Cup Classic. That's what I think.
0: I agree with Chris Mack. What's wrong with finishing second to Flightline? And winning? what is it? It's a $6 million race, right? So, uh, And if life
2: is good, does go, Howard. If life is good, does go. That makes Flightline's job exponentially harder.
0: It does, but based on what I saw, well – I think I think flightline how you saw
2: over. him you saw him battling stiletto boy is what you saw I'm talking yeah. Earl, I'm not talking about the final result I'm talking about where he would be placed early if with a horse like life is good is in the race who we presume well, would just go
0: I think what would happen again we have we have months to talk about this if life is good goes I think life is good is the absolute would absolutely send hard and my point I was trying to make is instead of flightline taking over in the mid backstretch, I think Flight Lane would just go by him at the top of the stretch. Let's just say it would just be—it would just be a longer time. Um, it also, uh, as a fan, Kyle, I really want life is good to go to the Classic. I mean, I'm gonna not because I'm gonna be there. You might be there. I'm not sure if Paul's gonna be there. Whatever. In, in my lifetime, that would be the two best horses on the racetrack at one time in any race that I have ever seen in terms of just pure talent and speed. I don't think. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a matchup of the two because there's other nice horses, you know. But that would be the two most talented, fastest horses ever in one race in my lifetime.
1: Oh, 100. I would, and then I was literally going to say. I mean, that that's going to draw people, regardless. Granted, you know, the Classic and the Breeders' Cup obviously is going to draw a bunch of people, but just to see those two horses duke it out. I mean, it, it's an unbelievable story race. It would just be amazing for the sport in general, let alone. For a very interesting betting race as well as we've touched on.
0: It sure would. I'm just looking on Twitter. Um, would be some people are saying that'd be a match race for the ages. I don't even know if it'd be a match race. I mean, I don't even know if that's even fair yep. to say. That would help the closers though. If, if you're a fan of the closers, mm-hmm. uh, you definitely want both of them going in. Um, to update I'm number right. one and Kyle. By the way, whenever you got to go, just just tell us and go ahead and, yeah. leave, and leave. Um, Paul, what this does, if you can hear me, Paul, is in our contest yep. with the Winning Bread guys. That was actually big for us. The Country Grammar got second. It gave us 2 uh, two sixty. So right now, going the leaderboard, going the last race, uh, the HHH Racing Podcast has a whopping $10. The Winning Bread boys have $4.70. Gold Phoenix is who they have. We've got Tango, 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 which if we were playing a real mythical pick-and-pray, Paul – We'd also pick gold Phoenix as a blocker per se for you to use a tournament and a, and a uh, poker terminology, but we can't do that. So right now, gold Phoenix, they can still win for sure. Gold me gold Phoenix is five to one. Tango, Tango, Tango is 19 to one. I don't think gold Phoenix would pay five thirty to place though. So what the winning bread guys need to win our little contest here is the either gold Phoenix to win or if Goldfinch gets second, they need a little bit of a price horse to win, and then they'd also need Tango 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 not to run. So I know a lot. Of and people we know like,
2: he's going to hey, run, Howard. We so know he's it, going to run.
0: Well, I, I Tango 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 is uh, 19 to one right now. Um, Paul, any other takes? Country Grand Moran just fine. I mean, they're all just. Uh, what are you gonna say? I mean. Stiletto Boy didn't show speed, but you know what? I don't blame them. I think Stiletto Boy's connections were trying to run for second or third. I don't blame them at all. Yeah, but they the yeah, but they,
2: they did. didn't, Howard. They they didn't. <laughs> he can't run third. He can't run from behind and get well, – might... gonna... were... He
0: can't go to the lead. I mean, either way, they're
2: – Well, yeah, matters. yes, he could. You could go to the lead and hope to get passed by only flight line if you run around second well, or third. Yeah, I mean, that, that, is... that horse knocked... – I mean, not that it matters. It's a – it's about the 50th most important thing, but that horse not being sent is idiotic. Mr. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, okay. really. I mean, it's a six horse field. You're cashing. I think you you pays the top four. So, okay. you know, if you want to take a shot, send him and take a shot. But you know, that horse is not winning from off the pace anytime soon.
0: Okay. I, no, no, definitely not winning. Um, for those people live in the pick six like me, uh, selfishly, uh, Gold Phoenix is eighteen hundred for twenty cents. I'd take that. And I'm also alive to the nine wow, it's better than I thought. The uh, nine masterpiece is fourteen forty five. Not bad. I also I do I am alive to Tango Tango Tango, <clears throat> Paul, in the pick five. Uh, that would be twenty two hundred. Yeah. That'd be twenty two hundred and the pick fives with gold phoenix is about eight hundred and about six. So basically, my entire day comes out of this last race. So I, I definitely need one of those three uh, to come in. I think we need to talk about Kyle. You gonna stick around for uh, this last race here on the show?
1: Uh, I was gonna say I gotta go outside. I actually, see the fire just lit up outside. But um, I appreciate you letting me come in. I okay. just wanted again, just want to talk about Frightline line and all yep. that stuff. But hey, I appreciate you guys. So much, Good Kyle. luck in the last race. Thanks, right. so we'll thanks Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Tuesday.
0: We'll see you Tuesday. I believe. Right.
1: For sure. Yep. I uh, will be here.
0: All right. Thanks, Kyle. Take care, buddy. All right, so that was Kyle Roscoe chiming Let's talk about the last race, Paul, because we have one more race, and you and I have some very, very uh, – a clever opinion. If it's going to work out, we have absolutely no idea. The last race, is only 10 minutes to post. It's a Delmar handicap. Let's bring it on right now uh, as we speak. Let's bring on it on right there. Uh, you got – it's for a mile and three ace. This is a win and you're in, Paul. The winner of this race gets an automatic berth. It's the Breeders' Cup Turf, uh, which, frankly, no matter who wins, they'd be at least 20-1 to 1 and don't really have much of a chance, but it would be nice for the uh, connections. The horse we talked about a lot in the show on Thursday is for Lil Redfeather, who is going to try to redeem themselves from the Balnikoff loss earlier with Gold Phoenix. Paul, this is a very interesting horse with a huge jockey upgrade.
2: Yes, Mr. Pratt. uh, No, no it's one thing you gotta love about these guys how they win a, they win the race of the year so far, or one of the races of the year, and and they're right back at it, and 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 often they're right back at it in like an allowance race. This at least is a, uh, a grade two, uh, as you said, a a winning you're in. But um, yeah, this this horse is always he tries every time. uh, Looks to me like they bought him out of Ireland. He, in the U.S., he is six starts, a win, three seconds, and two-thirds. So he is he's right there. Uh, he His only graded stakes appearance, he ran second in the Charlie Whittingham at a mile and a quarter. This is a mile and three-eighths, so that's a little more. Um, and I think, Howard, one of the reasons I like, I think our five has a shot here is – you know, these marathon turf races, I want someone forward, <laughs> as we saw at Saratoga yet again today. Uh, yeah. But I, I would rather have someone who was going to be forward, uh, you know, obviously, as long as it's not a ridiculous pace. And I think the five has got a chance to be forward. Is the five good enough? I don't know. Uh, he he ran in the jockey club last year, and he was sitting right on the pace, and then he got swamped by the likes of Yabeer and soldier rising who ran a very good third in the sword dancer last week but you know he comes back from that with two wins and two easy races and second in a race at pimlico uh and he in the eddie reed last time he was on the pace and and then just uh just didn't didn't run late but it sounds odd but i like running lines like that when they're stretching out because i i think he's just got a chance to be even more forward and the pace would not be as uh, heavy. It was. They went 110 uh, for six furlongs in a nine furlong turf race last time. So that's that's a very honest pace. They went 119. It's they went 119 at Saratoga <laughs> today. Huh? Yeah.
0: I want to show this replay. And I talked about this on my race day blog. I, you really got to watch the replay. Tango, tango, tango. This is the Eddie Reed. Is right here. By the way, masterpiece is the gray. The twelve. Um, I think Declan Cannon made a big mistake here. I want Tango, 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 you know, tactical, but he's got to be more patient than he was in this race, Paul. I'm gonna, you can see he's in a perfect spot. I'm going to go and fast forward to the far turn. Okay, well, let me go a little bit. Okay, so these two horses up, are, are going pretty quick up front. Here's, here's Tango, Tango, Tango. They're going 46 and one. I don't understand this move, Paul. He could just sit where he is right here. Right, this is a fast pace to me. Pushes the button way too soon. Now, it's a little bit hard to tell. The the horse's mouth is like open, he's a bit rank. So maybe Declan can just figure this horse wants to go. The problem is, Paul, you see tips out right there to the three path, and he's like asking right here. I don't understand. He's making this early move on the far turn, going 110. There's still a long way to go, and what you're going to see is he almost takes the lead here. I just think this is a miscalculation, Paul. Now, maybe the horse is good enough, but he makes this big three wide move. Is this, he's going to win the race? And look what happens. He doesn't have the turn well. The horse goes out to like the seven or eight path here and just slows on the wrong lead. He slows, he switches back there. Here's Masterpiece. And he just couldn't sustain it. I thought that was just a way too quick and way too aggressive a move. If he had stayed and waited, I don't know if he would have won the race. But here's the difference here. I don't know, four lengths. I think it could have been a lot closer.
2: Yeah, I I think the wide part of it, Howard, is every bit as much a factor as, you know, the early move. You know, you're going, uh, that was a mile and an eighth. Uh, Was it a mile and an eighth, Eddie Reed? I think it was a mile and an eighth. That's a mile and an eighth. And, you know, someone says, well, he's not that wide. Well, when you're three wide all the way around, Going nine furlongs, you know, that that's you're traveling a lot of extra ground. So yeah. I, I think he's looking at a much better trip today, and I better bet him while while I'm talking about
0: it. Yeah, I've already I already put in my, uh, <laughs> you know what I did. I put in uh, I put in my uh, I keyed him on top very lightly. I mainly back wheeled him in second and third with the two and nine. It's on the race day blog. I pretty much Paul went two nine with five with a bunch of horses. Two nine with a bunch of horses with a five. I put a small win in the five, although based on my pick six and pick five that I'm alive to, that was sort of unnecessary. But in case I'm really right, I want to make sure I I catch as much as possible. There's four minutes to post in this race, Paul. Um, right now, Masterpiece is eight to five. Um, you got Gold Phoenix at five to one. The ten, another master, Master of Foxhounds is six to one. I know someone on our show. Thursday liked Master Fox. I don't know if it was you. I can't recall. I've bet this horse a bunch of times, Paul. I, I'm sort of sick of this horse. Now he'll probably end up beating me. I don't know. He just doesn't do it for me. He doesn't finish the job. He's got a tough post here. He's going to have to be used early. Uh, I don't see it, but I suppose it wouldn't shock
2: me. Well, you know, again, it's D'Amato on turf at Delma. Uh, he has whatever number of wins he has at Delma this meet, and it's probably around 15 60 now all but one have been on turf so yeah. um you know that's but i i kind of agree i i don't love that post uh in this race. you know this race starts pretty much right on the turn uh on the far turn yeah. uh which means he, he could be set wide you know jj hernandez he was very aggressive in a turf race earlier today but um I think this race, you know, we'll see how this pace might be okay. Uh, I'm just hoping our guy is oh. sits off of it and at some point uh, takes the lead and holds them off.
0: Um, I'll be more than happy to let the winning bred guys win our little contest and get the two home for my pick six and pick five. So um, I'll, I'll be rooting for the two. I think there will be some pace. Tis a magician, Paul. Here's a horse we got to talk about. We still have about two minutes to post. This is a horse I don't like at all in this spot. Like not at all. Uh, he's 5 to 1. I understand he wants distance. He's never been on turf. I don't believe, I uh, Let me check. Has he been on turf Paul, a uh, Magician? I don't think he has.
2: a Magician so is o- he's for one on turf. However, okay. I will tell you this that he is a half to a turf winner and the progeny of Magic Union are 2 for 8 on turf. So there is a little pedigree on the damn okay. side.
0: I just, um, I think they're running this race because they didn't want to run in the Pacific Classic, and it's just the other logical distance spot. I don't like him at all in this spot. If he wins, I don't know what to say. I Another
2: horse think... who should send, though, Howard.
0: Yeah, he should be out there. A master of foxhounds will be out there. Tango can't be that far back. I think there's some pace in this race. I really do. It probably sets up for Masterpiece, who is most likely the best horse in this race, Paul. But selfishly for me, and I guess for you also, Gold Phoenix and or the number five, Tango, Tango, Tango should be sitting, you know, right off the speed and get first run. It's just going to come down to talent and timing and whether that hole opens up, etc. cetera. And if it, if it comes down to that, Paul, I'll take Flava Flav at uh, five to one on Gold Phoenix.
2: Christina Blacker with her money back special on the five in this race, though. How's wow. That? How's that?
0: Okay, Christina, I like it. I don't, I don't one want of to not want I, I hope Dylan, I, I hope the Declan Cannon is not too aggressive early. I, I want this horse to settle. It is a very quick run, by the way, to the first turn, Paul. So, you know, these outside horses are going to have to go a little bit. Um, there's one minute to post. Go ahead, Paul.
2: Yeah, I think Tis the Magician, Howard. You know, again, he looks like a dead send here. Hey, uh, you got Haywood's Beach has some speed he's all the way out to the 11 and Vasquez is uh an aggressive rider you know I think that's why Masterpiece is the odds he is how at eight to five because yeah uh when the horses some horses start running backward he's going to be running forward
0: uh Paul this is uh listen I'm not afraid to be honest and tell the truth this is a big race for me sir I have I have not had the best of days I'm gonna admit it I've had a few okay scores this would get me out for the day and and much more so uh anyone who uh is a fan of, of me uh cheer, cheer me on i need the two five actually the five would be best five and then two and then nine in that order um for several thousand dollars paul as they go into the gate final selection of the delmar handicap
2: uh i am gonna go in order i am gonna go five two. five two nine five two
0: i'm gonna go two nine five it's a win and you're in. The winner of this race qualifies for the Breeders' Cup Turf in Keeneland in November. Let's see if Masterpiece can do it. Odds now up to 9-5, to five, Paul. And they're about to set out of the gate. And they're off. Looks like everyone got out okay. Uh, the one is actually Dyson Mochar is sending. Tango, Tango, Tango is sending a little bit. Come on, get in front of this one and then set. Perfect. The five in a great spot. The Masterpiece is also in a good spot. You called it. Tis a Magician on the lead and then Master Foxhounds. We call this exactly as it looked like, Pete. You got 6'10". You got a price source. Looks like the 7 is in third. And Haywood's Beach is in four wide in a real tough spot. They look like they're going a decent pace, Paul.
2: I'm looking for the fr- uh, 25 and 3. Not oh, really. Nice.
0: Oh, Jesus. Here we go again. Yeah.
2: Not, not really.
0: I'm, well, I will say Tango 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 is in a great spot. And so is Masterpiece. Um
2: Three geez, turn right Ra- Howard, three turn turf races. You gotta save I ground know. on the first two.
0: If this horse walks the dog, I don't I have nothing on this horse at all. I'm gonna be really pissed. And I'll also be very wrong. Uh they're on the uh clubhouse turn here. Fifty.
2: Fifty I, I mean, flat.
0: Jesus. Masterpiece is gonna have to go early. In fact, nice job on the Jocka masterpiece. Uh Abel Sidio senses it. He's already sending a little bit. Um, Tango, Tango, Tango's in a real nice spot right now. Gold Phoenix is a little bit further back than I thought, Paul, to be honest. Tis um, Magician looks very comfortable right now. They're starting to speed up. Declan is sending on the inside. Declan's uh, I'm going. i sure not about this move, but he, he's going to try, Paul. Tango, Tango, well, Tango takes the lead. He sends the small space, uh, the slow pace. He's got the lead, but he's being breathed on my master of foxhounds they hit yeah, the, the far ten turn is 114 the, the, here comes the other two the choices you got tango tango, tango, ten tango the on the lead problem. get
2: this 10 out of here
0: master foxhounds still there oh I froze up are you kidding me oh here we go uh come on tango dig tango dig tango or someone fucking go over the top of this horse someone come over the top good one of these oh not the one are you kidding me Someone please! Oh, not the one! Not the one! Get there with this two. That's fine with me. Yes! Two, two nine. All right, winning! <laughs> nice job, Winning Bread guys. You won the contest. I don't care. That's fine. What a ride by Flavian Frat! Wow! Gold Phoenix gets up for the Winning Bread boys and Little Red Father Paul Billy Koch is going back to the Breeders' Cup, Paul.
2: <laughs> good for him good for yeah, him absolutely and there's the difference I, I i mean this guy is just unbelievable pratt and you called it on the backstretch howard he did he sensed that they were going too slow and he and uh he this this is just a great ride
0: i'll take right wow. over the top right over the top of Matt. how about dicey mochara with a huge effort on the inside i'm pretty sure I mean, I'll, I'll, I hope I didn't mush myself, but I have Masterpiece. I'm pretty sure the 2-1, right? Unless it's a brutal Bob. Ooh. It actually wasn't the best Bob, but Gold Phoenix looks like he wins ball. Barely. It was absolutely the worst Bob possible for, uh, for Gold Phoenix and the best Bob possible for Masterpiece. It looks no. like it's not official, Paul. It sure looks like Gold Phoenix got there by a head, correct? Is that how you saw the same thing?
2: I don't think he got there by a head, but I think he got there by you know several Jimmy Durante noses.
0: Okay, all right. Now yeah, you probably It's more by yeah, uh, by a few nostrils. Um, what are you? I mean, what a ride! Unbelievable timing. I don't mind the ride by Declan Can on Tango Tango Tango. He the rail was open. It was a slow pace. I I don't want to. I don't like to give a lot of crap to jockeys because Paul. They've been really. It's official. Two nine one. Six ten, um, I I guess Declan was in a tough spot, right, Paul? If he doesn't go, and he see, then he might not get through on the rail. I just I don't know. He went for it. I don't have a problem He it. Just wasn't good enough. Wasn't good I'll
2: enough tell enough. you what hurt him. How it is the DM ten, you yeah. know, he because when when you make a move like that with what, what Declan made, yeah, you know he he's looking to open up some real estate yeah. and hold yeah. on. That that the, the DM ten who was n- never going to win the race. <laughs> Um, yeah. you know, just, he never could separate himself from the 10. Yeah. Tough uh, law. If you had the nine for any type of score there, that is a tough beat.
0: Oh, they're watching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Masterpiece got the jump. And if you would have told me that I would have been surprised. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. Uh, Willie Manderson uh, hit again, apparently congratulations, Matt Miller. There's the double we talked about. Remember the $20 double. I mean, if that paid, what did it pay? 18? What did, what did it pay, uh, Paul? Let me see here
2: real quick. It paid $8.20. Uh, No, 18, 15 20
0: Yeah. So it paid, what, 6.6 6 to one? Is that right? I'm doing math teacher. Correct. 6.6 yeah. 6 to one with the best horse we've seen in my lifetime. Yeah. I mean, and see this again, again, I loved, we can talk about this another time, Paul. Gold Phoenix goes off at seven to two. Okay, you got bet down, Paul. He went off at seven to two, and you get six to one with the flight line, Gold Phoenix double. This is why I'm gonna leave Matt Miller on the screen. This is why Matt Miller has won the 2021 Breeders Cup Bank Challenge. Why he's so damn good is because, and he admits he's a B-minus handicapper. Money management and understanding finance is so important. Six point six to one is an absolute steal. For a double, and it's not red boarding. We talked about it before, Paul.
2: Yeah, well, as Fabian Pratt is elite on the track, Matt Miller is elite in t- ticket structure.
0: Well, now you're seeing why. Uh, listen, I'm I, I'm I'm going to be humble. I'm going to be honest. I feel like I'm a you know pretty good handicapper, and my ticket construction has definitely improved over the years. Matt Miller, if you're listening, he's definitely helped me in certain areas when it comes to contest, Paul, because I've only been a contest player for a few years, and these little idiosyncrasies are so important when it comes to contest play. Because, Paul, if this was the Breeders' Cup, you know there's literally thousands of dollars of doubles of flight line in this horse to end the day in, in, in a big uh, yeah. tournament. I, I, don't
2: tournament. Think it paid, I don't think it would have paid $15, out. No. <laughs> no,
0: absolutely not. Uh, yes Matt is the value guru congratulations uh, Matt if you're out there uh Paul that's gonna wrap it up here um, this is fun
2: this that is was fun. a lot of fun
0: Paul thanks for joining me I love your enthusiasm we saw just wow what what incredible day uh the race day blog and our picks overall were good I want to publicly congratulate winning bread the guys Dylan and Brady who got only one win in our contest but it was the most important moment. We we could have gone with math you know what what's fun is if we went with Masterpiece, what would have happened, Paul? That would have been interesting. I'll have to go back and look at it. We can I don't know, we might have won our contest. Uh Masterpiece paid um three looks like three sixty to place and they got they got fourteen dollars out of it. So they got eighteen seventy. Actually it would not have mattered. It would not have mattered. No. So no. Congratulations to the winning bread guys for winning our little uh, contest. And I'm going to pat myself on the back for hitting a pick six and a pick five, which I will take uh, gladly. Paul Halloran, really appreciate you uh, being on the show uh, tonight. I know you'll be on Tuesday. Again, Tuesday and I Thursday. Will. Let me bring up the banner here as we uh, wrap up here. Hold on one second. Uh, give me two seconds here. There we go. So again, we are going Tuesdays and Thursdays, ladies and gentlemen, permanently at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please check us out every Tuesday and Thursday night. 8 p.m. Eastern. Hope you really enjoyed our live show tonight. Hope you join us this Tuesday at 8 p.m. for a recap of all these races and much, much more. For my co-host right there, the great Saratoga Special journalist Paul Halloran and myself, Howard Kravitz, thanks for joining us tonight. Enjoy the rest of your Labor Day weekend, and we'll see you Tuesday night. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,